Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. How's it going, Tom? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Just pretty fresh out of seeing West Side Story, which was not quite the uplifting experience that I'd been led to believe. I went in pretty blind because I'd never seen the original, but obviously all the reviews were saying, well, it's a great time to watch an uplifting musical given what a rough couple of years it's been and how uncertain everything is going into winter. And I came out thinking, that was depressing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, West Side Story is dark. The story is dark. It is. Uh, It is. I should have called it Dark Side Story, really, but then that might have... (laughs) And maybe if they ever get around to doing a Star Wars musical, that's what they should go oh, for for that. Please. Sign me up. Yeah, I think they could absolutely do that. I mean, Ewan McGregor has excellent musical chops. Getting him in to do a Star Wars musical, I would be very much up for. Dark Side Story. Oh. Sounds like a plan to me. Did you like it? I assume you, you have seen the original based on that noise yes. you just made. Uh, I have seen the original. I really enjoy the original. Um, I think there are, you know, some questionable uh, choice in actor in that film, as you would expect from a film of the time, uh, and you know, with Puerto Rican uh, culture being involved in the film. Uh, but I do think it's very good fun um, and just well, well done overall. My mum absolutely loves it. It's one of her favourites. Uh, I took my mum to see the new one a couple of days ago, and she thought this new one is even better than the original. Wow. High praise. Yeah. High praise Absolutely. indeed. I wasn't sure. It felt like, and I think this just um, speaks to how well the new one captured the kind of essence and atmosphere of the time, because it felt like a film that had just been plucked out of the 50s. But yeah, I, I was sat through it thinking... Was West Side Story represented on the Great Movie Rise? I, and I think I came to the conclusion conclusion that no, it wasn't. But no. it could easily have been. It, it had that. I mean, that's what that's what my brain is broken. So, you know, my brain went there yeah. fairly early on in the film. It was was this on the Great Movie Ride? It looks like it could have been. It's got that vibe. Well, if they were going to remake the Great Movie Ride with Disney only films, West Side Story could be in it. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. I guess West Side Story is a Disney film. God's sake. God's sake. I'm more shocked when a film isn't Disney at this point. Yeah, I know, right? Even even the films that aren't Disney films have got Disney fingerprints on them. Like, you know... we're going to see Spider-Man. That's my next that's our next cinema trip, which is exciting and that is that is also kind of a Disney film even though it's not a Disney film. It's yeah. Disney. Disney. Damn you, Disney. Yeah. But um even uh oh yeah, cuz even I was thinking oh, Free Guy wasn't, but it was. That was also a Disney film. Yes, it was. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. I mean, Resident Evil. There we are. I saw that. That's not a Disney film. That is a... That was made by Buena Vista Entertainment. That wasn't. I'm joking. No, that was a Sony film, right? Pretty sure that was a Sony film. They did not need Disney's help to make that one. (laughs) So that is is pure Sony. Thank goodness. Maybe they did, Tom. 
Maybe they did. Yeah, all the, they could have done with all the help they could get, I think, on that one. But yeah. hey-ho, it is what it is. Theme parks, Josh. West Side Story might not be involved, but there are plenty of fine films that have inspired theme park rides over the years. One of which is The Mummy. The Brendan oh Fraser variety of Mummy, I should, I should stress. Although, Brendan Fraser you know, has, has had something of a renaissance when it comes to how much the internet loves him over the last few years. You wouldn't know it, though, Josh, if this room is to be believed. They may well be looking to remove all trace of Brendan Fraser from Revenge of the Mummy at Universal Studios Florida. Now, when they said they were going to shut this for an extended period of refurb, I was disappointed but understanding because I thought, well, it's been open a long time. It would be great if this ride got some TLC because it's fantastic. And if they give it some TLC, that would imply that it's going to have some some longevity to it. So I, I think in general I'm in favour. But I, it had not crossed my mind that the TLC would involve removing Brendan Fraser. And now I'm not sure I'm, I, I'm, sure I'm in favour at all. This sounds like heartbreaking stuff to me. I, yeah, I'm almost steadfast against uh, doing this. Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser doesn't need to be done dirty once again. No, uh, he's been done dirty by the film industry too many times already. Uh, this would be uh, ridiculous. Yes, indeed. Now we should stress that this is not official. The only official mummy news from the past week is the fact that they've served their one hundred millionth rider, which is a fine. Milestone Universal marked it by uh, writing as much on a uh, cup of coffee and holding up outside the ride. So a fitting tribute yeah. to Revenge of the Mummy and its success over be, the years. Be a it'd be um, an unfitting way if they do Brendan dirty. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. So this rumor does come from Alicia Stella over at Park Stop. So tends to be incredibly reliable and on the on the money with these kinds of stories hence why plenty of people are kind of taking it as gospel already although of course there has been no word from universal we do know of course that the ride will be closing for uh, extended refurb from january the 7th 2022 and that you know there are very yeah. obvious things about the ride experience that you could look to and say well this will get cleaned up this will be fixed made more reliable there are certain animatronics that are pretty hit and miss on that ride these days or have been for years to be honest yeah for sure they'll probably do a retrack like they have done with hulk for example so they're they're very obvious things that they could improve you know up some of those screens for example might not be a bad shout but it seems like yeah, perhaps what will end up taking a lot of the time up is a fairly major do-over for the queue which, it, I mean, it's been this way for a while now. The, the the setup of the mummy queue is now done in such a way that a lot of the pre-show, the preamble, the storytelling, you kind of bypass it, and it and it's told yeah. in such dribs and drabs now because of how much you end up just walking straight past without looking at. That if if you were to come on it fresh, you would likely not really know what was going on. And I hadn't yeah. really considered that myself when I saw this headline and read this story for the first time. I was just, you know, get me a pitchfork and a torch. 
I'm going over there now. COVID be damned. They need to know that this is a bad decision. But it, it probably is fair to say that the pre-show, that whole side of the ride, which of course is set up like a like a film set. You know, the story of this ride is meant to be that there's a film set on the site of this dig and it ends up yep. being cursed and the film set, the film crew get cursed by the curse of Imhotep. So that's the setup. But uh, yeah, I think but, if you just kind of ran on the ride first thing in the morning and, and, and didn't really have to queue, that would all go right over your head and everything from that to the very end where Brendan Fraser gets his cup of coffee would uh, would not make any sense. It's true. Um, I think there's only one way to solve this whole problem, and that is to bring Brendan back in to reshoot the final scene. I mean, I'd be in favour. He does He does look and sound quite a bit different these days. I don't know how kind of but if you're gonna, convincing that if would you're be. Gonna reshape, if you're going to reshape the introduction or the, you know, the queue area, so maybe you get rid of the film uh, set approach... Maybe you just use him as an actor uh, to play, um, you know, a, a scientist or you know, an archaeologist or something like that, um, and he's still crying out to one of his uh, interns to get him a cup of coffee. Oh, maybe he like plays a different character or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of just like a he's tribute. Not necessarily playing Brendan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could, I could maybe go for something like that. I suppose. I, I wonder, sort of. You know, if they were to kind of lose the whole film set vibe, I, I guess it would it would make some sense. I mean, the the queue has always been a kind of strangely inconsistent because obviously the the building itself is done up to look like the Museum of Antiquities, and then you go in and it's like a dig site come film set. Yeah, and so that in is, in of itself is a little inconsistent. So maybe maybe there would be an opportunity to make the whole thing feel more cohesive by d- giving the queue area a do over. But of course, yeah, there's potential that the very end of the ride, of course, with the infamous coffee scene, what would that become? Would the scene halfway through the ride where they do the gotcha with Imhotep and the uh, quote unquote ride attendant bringing the ride to a halt? Would that make sense if they because there are other versions of the mummy around the world. And the, the other one I'm pretty familiar with is the Singapore version, which plays everything very straight so you are straight up yeah that is in a part of the park that is themed to ancient egypt you are on a dig site there's not it's not really super recognizable as a ride based on the movies in quite the same way to be honest and i don't enjoy it as much because of that i've always loved the the kind of campier tone of the florida one rather than playing it super straight like singapore so I, I kind of yeah. hope it doesn't go in that direction, but this this does kind of make it sound like that could well be what happens with this. Sad day if uh, Brendan goes. Yeah, 100%. I don't think they're going to get Tom Cruise in. I'm not sure about that. I do wonder <laughs> if that film had been a success, whether this kind whether of... Tom Cruise. Yeah. Hmm. Would this have happened a while ago? A kind of yeah, maybe. redo. But... Yeah, uh, I'll be sad if if this is what ends up happening because it will mean that I have straight up seen the last of Brendan Fraser on the Revenge of the Mummy. That that will be that. My my last experience of that would have been 2019, and I, I won't be back in time to see it again before it shuts. So, yeah, of course, that is a shame. That is a shame as far as I'm concerned. But I don't know. What would you rather, Josh? Would you rather this kind of slight redo of 
the ride but it survives or would you rather a whole new ride because that this because of them getting rid of Brendan Fraser? Um, turn the whole thing down. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of um, personality with the ride because of what it's trying to do. Um, and if you, if you lose that personality, I think you lose what makes it unique in a way. Mm. It's also sort of. I mean, I guess. I guess kind of making it a quote-unquote more straight, immersive, you are in ancient Egypt kind of experience to kind of remove any sense of self-awareness, that would kind of bring it more in line with the more modern additions to the parks, which are all about immersing you in these worlds. Like any pretense of it being a film set, uh, it doesn't come into the equation anymore with modern universal stuff. Yeah, I guess it's what is this and E.T., right? They're the last two. Yeah, this is one of the yeah. I, th- I guess Men in Black does it as well, doesn't it? That still has the kind of you're in a theme park, or are you kind of uh, tone? Yeah, but that's that's like you're being introduced. Is that's for me? That's got a similar tone to uh, the Harry Potter in a way. It's a precursor to Harry Potter of the the Muggles being introduced into the Wizarding world. In Men in Black, you're being introduced to the Men in Black, and then oh no, it's gone wrong. You've got to a li- save the world. A little bit. I mean, there is that there is that line uh, in the elevator on Men in Black where the guy's like, "Sorry about all this theme park nonsense." So you know, it's it's very self aware in that way. True, and even yeah. The Simpsons has some of that as well. But yeah, yeah. I I I'll be sad if the Mummy uh, loses that. I, I enjoy the tone of that ride, the kind of tonal whiplash you get from this campy self-aware humor to some you know moments that would be genuinely scary to some i think it sort of straddles the line really well and it will be a shame if it if it ditches some of that yeah I, some of that I movie magic it. that it's become known for oh yeah uh, but yeah nothing confirmed at the moment and i think the thing that the, the thing is i mean you saw from the way universal uh, announced and marked the 100 millionth rider that they are well aware of uh, how popular uh, this ride is and the reasons why it's popular. So I don't think it's going to be something that they make a big song and dance about. If they, if this is true, they may end up just kind of getting it out there quietly at some point. Like, yeah, so we've made some changes. You might not like them, I guess. But, you know, we're, we're confident that the changes we've made overall will, will allow this ride to thrive for years to come, blah, 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 blah. Uh, or, or, yeah, maybe they'll be able to do something that that honors its history in a way that we can't come up with and can't think of right now and it won't be as mm. bad as we fear but it's hard we can, it's, it's, it's gonna be a rough one yeah but we wait for confirmation i don't think we'll get any for for uh, at least until after the ride is 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 shut yeah that they'll like pretend for six months that they're not even shutting it down like, what, what do you mean the mummy's not open at the moment yeah, that's usually what they do, right? They just pretend. Indeed, quite possibly. Uh, let's do, stay in Florida before we move on to uh, other parts of the world. Uh, a new roller coaster at SeaWorld Orlando, uh, potentially, which I think has just been going under oh, yeah. the kind of name Project Penguin. Now, I think this first emerged at some point last year. People might remember. Uh, this was, I think, kind of being pitched as potentially a sort of a launch coaster, but with kind of a unique seating setup so far as 
SeaWorld coasters go. Uh, it, you know, some suggestions it could be like a like a wing coaster. Others that it could even be a stand-up coaster. Uh, to me, the most interesting thing about it was where it was being earmarked based on some of the site plans that had got out uh, and the fact that this could have ended up being right at the entrance to the, to the park, which yep. could have brought some interesting energy uh, to the front of the park. Although, as we've seen from what's happened at Epcot, when you decide to start on big projects uh, in, in the entranceway to your theme park, it can create wider disruption that can kind of slightly ruin the the vibe i think of uh, an an experience of going to a thing park when as soon as you walk in the door you're greeted with you know just basically a construction site so it's kind of a short-term pain for long-term gain approach when you do stuff like this but SeaWorld have i think been kind of killing it with their coasters over the past sort of 10 years think of some of the stuff that's been added manta i think is phenomenal Mako is, you know, not quite as uh, impressive or as exciting to me, but it's a it's a damn solid coaster, uh, and and it's relatively unique compared to uh, the other uh, Orlando theme parks. So, I watch SeaWorld coasters with with great interest when they come round, and and this is no different. What is the update we've got on this this week, Josh? Well, it looks as though. Um, website BGW Fans uh, has leaked um, official documentation for the ride. So this is looking like, according to these reports and, and from what they've seen here, um, this is looking like a B&M, a Bollinger and Mabillard uh, coaster. Um, and so people are suggesting it could be a first-of-its-kind surf coaster. Oh. Um, which um, I'm not sure if that has been spoken about anywhere, but from my understanding, like a surf coaster would be like a stand-up coaster, but in like a more like a surfing position, I guess. Obviously, more recently, we've had sit-down coasters be more you know designed like uh, motorbikes and that sort of thing, rather than just a regular sit-down setup. So maybe mm. you know we're looking at a similar thing for the stand-up variety. I've never been on a stand-up coaster. Have you? I have, yeah. There's one at Drayton Manor, um, which oh. um, I found really good fun. Yeah, that... I think I've been on a couple actually. I think I've been on one at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg as well. So I guess when you say this one would be kind of, you're, you'd be in a sort of surfing position. I guess that would just mean that you're like side on. Would you be rather than? Yeah, I guess so. A little bit, a little bit more side on. Hmm. I mean, I haven't. I I can't surf. I have never surfed. So how accurate it will be to a surfing position is, uh, you know, your guess is, is, is as good as mine, really. Yeah, the closest I've ever got to surfing is that I, I kind of had a surfer dude uh, spell when it came to my hair when I was younger, but have I ever actually <laughs> surfed? I, I can't say I have, unfortunately. The closest I've got, I guess, other than the, the hair phase was... Uh, that surf shop on city walks with the surfboard out oh, yeah. front always good it's for a photo op yeah i was uh i i wore a lot of like surf wear i guess you could say like you know casual wear from that surf shop ah. uh, or similar but uh yeah will yeah, any of that be showing up in beastly d in florida maybe maybe not um 
There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of like baggy shorts um, and that sort of thing, you know, kind of. Generally, generally in the Beastly D vlogs, you get half of my face. So, uh, mm. um, unless wrong. it's my dad dancing, when you get all of that. Yes, absolutely. If you haven't watched this week's Beastly D in Florida, there is a truly sensational dance performance to behold that does need to be seen to be believed. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. But um, while that's a certainty, this roller coaster I don't think actually is. I, I think a lot of these plans that are spoken about on uh, bgwfans.com do date back to pre-COVID. And they do stress yep. in their article that just went up this past week that this could all have changed. This could be dead for all they know. It could be done. I mean, this has not been, I don't think, officially announced. It's worth noting that there is Icebreaker, which is... Uh, to come uh, hopefully in 2022 at SeaWorld Orlando so this this would have been the next one on from that and it could well be that it's been scrapped because of COVID or put on the very 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 back burner and they don't revisit it until they have a clearer idea of their recovery from the pandemic and what guest numbers might be I think 2022 is going to be a really important year for all of these theme parks because it will be uh, their first opportunity since COVID, really, to to judge how much footfall they're going to get from international guests. Uh, you know, Omicron has arrived at a really bad time uh, for, for for everyone. You know, it's that whole thing, isn't it? We've had kind of freedom dangled in front of us for a little while now, and, and now the threat looming of it being taken away from us again, at least to an extent. And as we've seen... One of the first things to go when it comes to uh, a COVID scare is the freedom to travel. And so yeah, th- this will, th- they will be desperately hoping that things don't get worse on that front. And then maybe we'll see this, uh, this, this project come back to fruition at some point down the line. But for now, we don't know. It's all... As far as far as SeaWorld are concerned, publicly, this thing never existed. This is all on the down low. Some new uh, information that's come out from B&M where they've patented some things. Maybe it's just uh, how the ca- how the coaster acts, like it kind of acts like it is surfing a wave rather than um, mm. know, flying through the air or that would, along the ground. Something. That would make some sense. I mean, the Manta coaster is. I mean. Mantas are kind of described as like flying through the ocean, right? And that's kind of very much the sensation they tried to create with that. The Mako coaster was all about trying to recreate the kind of sensation of a Mako shark diving in and out of the water. So you kind of had big plunging dives on that on that ride. So you think of how a penguin gets around. Uh, that might <laughs> that might give you some idea of how this coaster would operate. So presumably, it's just going to kind of waddle. Uh, somewhat unconvincingly yeah. from the uh, from start to finish. <laughs> I mean, they could do with a good uh, penguin ride. That you know, the, what's that one called? The March of the Emperor, uh, the Penguins, Emperor Penguin Journey. Dance or? of the Penguins. Mar- is it March Dance of the Penguin, penguin Dances? What know. is the Sea World Penguin remember. ride called? It's not very good. Uh, it's basically bad Ratatouille, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I'm looking at something here from uh, on themedreality.com it looks as though the surf coaster uh, kind of name comes from um, a way of using water to 
break or to break you know the coaster uh, kind of similar to, i guess to shikra where they have the splash zone um uh, or manta has like a fake uh water splash that makes it look like you're clipping the water as you go through it mm. um, instead of that fake effect it will be a real effect like a wing would that's on the coaster will hit the water and flick it up uh, into this you know big plume of water but also slow the coaster down and that is kind of like uh when you uh i'm not sure what the phrase is um when you kind of cut the surfball back and it flicks up the water kind of like that huh um, it's kind of the look that they're going for so the sea world uh, penguin ride is antarctica empire of the penguin of course. Bad ride, yeah. but the penguin ex- exhibits and stuff at the end are pretty good. Who'd have guessed? As far as animals in captivity go, Josh, that, that's one of my favourites. Uh, the, the penguins <laughs> in <laughs> at the end of the Sea World ride. That's, uh, I'm not a racist, but for animals, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not a racist, but for animals is definitely a podcast show title in the making. <laughs> So thanks for that. Uh, Anything else worth adding on this potential uh, Project Penguin? I guess, as I say, it's uh, it's something that may end up being a complete a a complete non-starter. But yeah, I guess one of the main things here is that, as you said, it could be a non-starter. BGWfans.com has leaked things in the past, like uh, Pantheon or the Project. Uh, Spear, uh Spire, which is coming to Busch Gardens Williamsburg, um, they had uh, 3D track schematics included in the leak. This one does not have that, which means it's probably, you know, as we've spoken, these plans are not as far along as those other projects. Um, those projects are coming, are actually coming, so this one might not be if we haven't got 3D uh, schematics at this point. Mm. Uh, something we do seem to have 3D renders for is a new roller coaster coming to Thorpe Park which we spoke about last week yeah Yeah, we spoke about last week and it's now basically been confirmed we've got a little bit more detail about where it's going to be what kind of ride it might be and what it's going to look like Uh, Josh uh, as our resident Thorpe Park aficionado uh, and uh Weed smelling expert. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us more about uh, the new ride coming to Thorpe Park. This kind of comes from Thorpe Park themselves, but I'm going to use uh, Thorpe Park Mania as my source because uh, it's a guy called Josh that posts a lot on there. So uh, ah. it's not me. Oh, but, it's, it's not. You know. No. Uh, so as we've spoken previously, uh, the ride will be. Uh, in the location that was part of the old town, replacing Longer's Leap, Rocky Express, and the Timber Tugboat, uh, and the Lumber Jump, uh, which were kind of all kids' rides. So they were going to be gone. They are looking to maybe relocate them in the park or in a different park. Maybe, you know, could go to Walton Towers, which potentially needs some flat rides, uh, or to a Chessington or something like that. Um, so far, they haven't announced um, a manufacturer. Obviously, we've spoken about RMC in the past, um, and they haven't really spoken about what style of ride it will be, but weirdly, they have posted a lot of 3D renderings of what they think it would look like and some uh, um, 
detailed or fairly detailed plans of the track layout so i would imagine they have a, a manufacturer lined up already um and a track uh, and a coaster style um some kind of big stats here for you which can look like it could be quite exciting uh, the roller coaster will be 72 meters tall. That is 236 feet. Oh, wow. It the tallest roller coaster in the UK. Yeah, comfortably, right? Yeah. Uh, so 200 foot is, I believe, the current tallest. Uh, if I'm I'm pretty sure because it's stealth is the tallest at the moment. Mm. Um, the ride will make an outward banked uh, 180 degree turn to the lift hill. Because obviously on a on a turn you're usually banked inwards, whereas this would be outwards, which is kind of interesting. After the climb uh, up the up the lift hill climb, there will be a hundred and eighty degree twisted drop. Uh, the ride will make a series of high elements, which may or may not invert. And they haven't really quite said yet. Um, and some elements of outward banking, like I've mentioned, and uh, some outward banked zero g rolls, and airtime and things like that as well. No talks. Yeah, on theming for the ride, um, Thorpe Park is kind of, well, all UK theme parks are kind of lackluster on theming anyway. They try and do a little bit, but yeah. Saw is probably one of the best themed and it's pretty average. Yeah, Saw and Wicker Man, I think, were probably the best themed roller coasters yeah. uh, that, I, that I went on across Thorpe Park and Alton Towers, and neither of them can hold a candle to the majority of what a lot of our listeners will be used to in uh, Florida yeah, and California 100%. and places like that. Hmm. Um, they've, you know, they've kind of put some documentation up about sight lines and that sort of thing. Um, they don't believe that it will cre- increase the noise levels in the park um, and they've tried to minimise the sight lines. Um, kind of, they're going to put like the tall bits uh, in areas where they'd be like hidden by trees and that sort of thing, they're looking at potentially doing the two tone effect that they have on stealth, where the top of the ride is a white color to make it blend in with the uh, dreary, cloudy days of uh, London. There's also they put a timeline on this. Um, I think I think we mentioned last time March that they were looking to get something out by, but that's actually uh, when the Old Town area will shut. The consultation period, which is now open, will end in uh, January 2022. The plans will be submitted in spring, and at the same time, they'll shut down Old Town. Uh, hopefully, they then the plans will be approved in summer, and construction will start on the new ride in 20 uh, later in 2022. So, you know, after the season closes, I'd imagine. Yeah, that would make sense, right? So that will that won't that will put construction as probably not starting until. November, right? So after Halloween? Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess that would imply, though, that they would be aiming to open it for the 2023 season, at the start of the... Well, or would so that be a tight turnaround, it, perhaps? Yeah, so it's looking like 2024. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, I wonder why they're taking so long to get change. started on it, then. I guess they maybe have a lot to demolish... Yeah, there's there's a lot of strict rules around these parks on height and noise because of their proximity, height especially because of the proximity to um, local resident residential areas and sound because of local proximity to local residential areas. Um, obviously, it's on the flight path uh, or near the flight path of Heathrow, 
So they've got to take that into account. You know, uh, like I said, it's like quite close to a lot of residential areas. So they've got to, um, and because of that, they need to go through planning permission and um, public consultation to get people on side and that sort of thing when they do this stuff. So it does take a little bit longer. Um, Alton Towers doesn't have this problem so much as long as they keep below uh, the levels and they can just kind of build whatever they want. So within reason, obviously. So they usually don't have these issues, but Thought Park has to go for a bit, a bit more of an extended consultation period. Exciting, though. Um, I mean, like we said last week, I yeah. think Thought Park could do with a new coaster to just make it a slightly longer day. As I think I said last week, we whizzed around it in fairly short order, all things considered. The day was artificially extended a little bit by some queues for a couple of rides, but you can get around yeah. that park pretty fast and... Uh, having another thing to look forward to doing would, I think, uh, be very welcome there, Cause th- especially because that part of the park is not really being used right now for anything important. Yeah, 100%. Smoking weed and taking um, phone calls, <laughs> phone looks things. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so this, I think, uh, this will be their first coaster in, like, over 10 years. What is the newest one? Is it Swarm? Swarm, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's, he's quite old now. Yeah. Um, even though it's not that old, he's quite old. Um, and then uh, on the back of this, interestingly enough, um, as a kind of a, a double-edged sword, uh, double-edged sword is probably the wrong word, um, double double bubble for your trouble, um, Thought Park tweeted out about the public consultation. Um, someone replied to them and added Alton Towers saying, you're up next. And someone went, and Alton Towers replied, watch this space, but something a lot more thrilling. Ooh. So if they think this is um, boring compared to what Alton Towers has in store, then it could be very exciting. Yeah. Well, we will watch that with great interest, as I like to mm. say. And, uh, maybe they, they're starting to feel like the London Resort is going to happen. And they, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> they need to prep for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Those damn hippies are determined <laughs> to not uh, not let us get our Kent theme park. But a couple of things that maybe damn wouldn't look out kids. of place at the London Resort based on what Pai Jabot has said about that park previously and the kind of variety of experiences he wants to provide. Uh, via Blue Loop here, we've got news of, a, uh, of Tomb Raider, the live experience, which will be coming next year on April... First, 2022, but not on April Fool's as far as I can tell. This is a real thing. (laughs) So this is Little Lion Entertainment, uh, the company working on this, alongside Crystal Dynamics, the developer of the recent Tomb Raider trilogy of games. Uh, Of course, I think they probably worked a little bit on the the movie as well. I don't know if there's going to be a a sequel to that Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider movie or not. I doubt it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. clearly Tomb Raider has been, I mean, Tomb Raider, I don't think will ever quite have the kind of pop culture uh, weight that it had in like the late 90s. It felt really like a time and a place thing. And although they reinvented it pretty successfully in the game space, I don't think that film really pulled up any trees. And I'm just not sure Lara Croft as a character is quite the iconic force that perhaps she once was. But that film was just wasn't very good, though, was it? what wasn't the film yeah yeah oh yeah the film was pretty bad i mean it felt like a made for tv 
sort of extended yeah. episode of like Relic Hunter or something. My Relic Hunter fans out there, get in touch. I love Relic Hunter. Yeah, but <laughs> Tomb Raider the movie didn't hold a candle to it. Have you seen, uh, talking about TV shows, have you seen Game Master is coming back with Trevor McDonald? I, I did uh, see that, yeah. I'm probably going to have to check that out at least once and see yeah. what they've done there. He, but. Trevor McDonald is basically playing the ghost face from the old Power Rangers TV show. <laughs> uh, this this Tomb Raider thing does sound like it might end up being almost like a series of escape rooms. So I'll just read the PR that yeah, we've got it for it here. Like I should say it's going to be at Camden Stable Markets in London. Pretty pretty hip, trendy area to stick a, mm. a Tomb Raider attraction. So this is what uh, Tom Leonetti Maguire had to say. He's the CEO of Little Lion Entertainment, and uh, who previously worked on the Crystal Maze live experience. As he says, not only will people be whisked into a fantasy narrative on this journey, but they will find surprises, adventure, and wonderment around every trap laden corner. Unique doesn't even begin to describe... How this legendary explorer's experience is going to take people's breath away. Uh, a bit too soon, I think, still to talk about taking people's breath away. COVID is still Jeez. causing problems, but, you know, I didn't write this press release. Uh, we make our guests the stars of the action, and what a wild time they are in for here, he says. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, Lara Croft trying to find some artefacts, and you're going to help, seems to be. Uh, there's mention of a sinking ship. The jungles of Costa Rica, an ancient tomb, uh, and some environmental puzzles as well. So there it you go. It looks a bit like um, the film Escape Room. I don't know. We saw an advert for the sequel to Escape Room, so I went back and watched the original Escape Room. Oh, no. It's from a few years ago. Uh, it's like a weird Saw film, but with Escape Room. It's not a great film, but it does feel does give me similar vibes as this does. Right. I mean that that um, doesn't the... sound like great praise to me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, in terms of the escape rooms, um, the so the artwork that they're showing gives me uh, similar escape room vibes to the film. Have you done the escape room? An, have you done an escape room before? Uh, no. Oh, I have done an escape room. It was quite fun actually. It's uh, we did it as like a team bonding thing at work. In my old job. Right, yeah. And it was decent fun. It was a new one that opened locally to where we worked, so they invited us to come and check it out for free and write it up for the okay. paper. And, yeah, I had a free reasonable free. amount of fun. I would be into doing, like, a more elaborate one of those, for sure. I mean, there are plenty around in London, so there'll be competition for Lara Croft's mm. version of it, but uh, I'm sure it will benefit so, from the license. The one will be right up our strata. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, in other UK theme park adjacent news, uh, I quite like this. Uh, a Game of Thrones studio tour, which sounds very much like it's going to be taking its inspiration from the wildly successful Harry Potter one uh, just north of London. Uh, this Game of Thrones one is going to be opening at Linen Mill Studios in Banbridge, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland, of course, is where they made uh, the vast majority of Game of Thrones over the course of its eight seasons. Um, and look... We all have our opinions. Well, there's only one opinion, really, which everyone has about how Game of Thrones <laughs> kind of came to an end. Yeah, but something that, that even happened as a show. I know, same. But something that was consistent throughout is the production quality was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, the, I, I think that this show would. It's a shame they didn't really strike while the iron was hot, 
and uh, and get something like this up and running a while ago. But it is what it is. It's coming in February of next year. It doesn't say at the moment, again, I'm reading this via Blue Loop, it's not clear whether this is going to be a temporary thing or a permanent thing. But of course, the Harry Potter thing was always intended to be temporary and was such a success that it's it's stayed in place and it's regularly updated and, and won't be going anywhere anytime soon. So this one, I, I'd imagine they'll probably play it by ear and you know, if it ends up being wildly successful, then, then it will stick around. But it's something that I would like to check out for sure. Not 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 too much of a faff to get over there. And um, like I said, oh, yeah. Game of Thrones, the production quality... The production quality is the only thing that got better and better uh, about that show. Yes, so um, uh, being able to experience some of that I think would be pretty cool. Uh, some of the stuff you'll be able to see, uh, the Great Hall of Winterfell, uh, the Dragonstone's throne room and map room, the mess room at Castle Black, and Cersei's courtyard from King's Landing. Uh, so you'll obviously be able to mm. walk through those kinds of sets and see plenty of props and costumes and other behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll be interested to see whether there's any like big special effects set pieces. I don't know if anyone out there has done the Harry Potter tour, but there's a room you kind of wander into which uh, is done up to look like a kind of ransacked Gringotts and it uses some really cool sort of yeah, screen cool. tech and smoke tech to make a to have a dragon come out of the dark ahead of you, and uh, it's it's very oh, wow. impressively done. It looks very convincing. So stuff like that might be quite cool, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yes. Um, speaking of the Tomb Raider and this Game of Thrones thing, Tom, I don't know if you saw the one that's coming to Paris as well. No, what's coming to Paris? Is oh the Ubisoft thing? Batman, Batman Gotham City Adventures coming to oh. Paris. It Ooh. is um, a set of multi-room escape experiences based on... Uh, Batman uh, and, and Gotham City in general. Le Batman. Wee mm, wee. Oui, oui. uh, visitors will get the chance to immerse themselves in the world of Gotham City with the attraction featuring live actors, authentic storytelling, atmospheric surroundings, and gameplay interaction. Oh. There you go. That could be really cool. And, uh, you know, it'll probably be in French, I'd imagine. Uh, I would hope, it, you know, being in Paris. Um, but 2022 <laughs> that's coming so alright cool well there's some stuff to look forward to I suppose if Omicron doesn't take us all before then <laughs> right hopefully Omicron doesn't take us before next week so we can come back with another podcast we'll be living in a post Spider-Man world Josh we you don't oh, have boy. too much longer to avoid spoilers and all that kind of I stuff I cannot wait it's going to be really great I, I do hope so. I do hope so. I do love me a good Spider-Man film, for sure. Mm. We'll report back, I guess, on how we find it on next week's podcast. In the meantime, oui. you can email us, podcast at parkrush.com, tweet us at parkrushpodcast, find us on YouTube where you can catch up with Beastly D in Florida, this incredible YouTube series, and subscribe as well to the podcast on your preferred podcasting app of choice. Uh, there's some video game streaming that we've got planned before the end of the year. Uh, probably, maybe a bit more Jurassic World, I don't know, but definitely some Minecraft Disney World thing running. Uh, so that we can uh, get some podcasts recorded to go out over the Christmas break, which is fast approaching. But yeah. until we get to that point, stay safe out there, everybody. Get your booster jab when you are called, and we'll see you here again next week. Goodbye. Michael Massey out. Mm-hmm.